We left the last session at a rather dramatic moment, I think, didn't we? Can anyone remember? Um, <laughs> no, no. It was a while ago. I can't remember anything. Oh, shit. No, I mean, I, I do. I just wondered whether anyone wanted to sort of give their interpretation of what well, happened. Well, yeah, yes, of course, I can remember it in, in exquisite detail, Andy. I just didn't want to steal your thunder. <laughs> All right. So, as I recall, a lot actually happened but we will just recap the final moments because right now Milton and Emery are in a bit of a sticky situation. Emery has been gagged for a start which you know depending on his tastes maybe it's not (laughs) so bad for him but of course this means he can't vocalize which well as we all know that might be a problem but they've both been uh, bound and taken over to this well the center of this temple set. It's It's clearly a set a movie set it's not a real temple well it's made up of wooden wooden panels and things like that and they've been taken over to these posts these pillars or wooden posts um, in the middle of the temple and, and tied to them along with Theder, Charles and Otto Totleben who have all been captured and uh, they're going to be all given and um, exposed to more tedious sermonizing <laughs> from Lilith Hopkirk who is standing there in her ancient Egyptian priestess garb nothing unfortunate has happened what I didn't tell you because maybe you didn't notice it last week is that there are gantries all around with cameras pointed down at you and yes they do look somewhat like those unpleasant cameras that you've been playing around with meanwhile outside after a little jaunt in the biplane hamp and rita managed to land the plane close to the temple got out got into a gunfight (laughs) and i think you killed one a cultist and sent the other one scurrying back into the temple shouting for help at which point Nora appeared out of the gloom out of the darkening was running towards you waving and as she runs towards you Hamp and Rita you can both make a spot hidden roll yeah alphabetical no failed it didn't see anything Hamp incoming that's a fail as well so everything seems fine But as she gets closer and closer, you start seeing something very strange. You start seeing the trees and the bushes and the rocks behind her. They're now visible somehow. When you look at her, you can start seeing through her, almost as if she's becoming translucent. And then she holds up her hand and opens her mouth to call out to you, but no sound comes out. And she keeps running. And as she runs, she becomes more and more transparent until... All that's left is this puff of dust where her last footfall landed. How far away is that from us? About 20 feet. And you're both going to have to make a sanity roll, Hamp and Rita. I've rolled an 11. I I think I passed that. (laughs) Oh, but Hamp, no. Hey, Hamp, I've never seen anything like that. What just make of that? So roll a d3, Hamp. You only lose one, but what's your reaction? I think he just like... His jaw just drops. Like, he, does, he doesn't respond. He's just like... Because he doesn't believe in this kind of silliness. So, it, it just kind of like... Like, movie magic just came to life for him. So, he's just like kind of dumbfounded for a second. He's not reacting at all. And then you hear a whisper as if it was coming in on the wind. And it's Nora's voice, very faint. And she says, save her. Save her. Save who? Save who, Nora? It's gone. Given the peril that you're all in, I will let you all make a luck refresh. <laughs> because you're probably going to need it. <laughs> so I failed oh. it. Oh, As good. Did I. 
Yes, you want to fail these. It's a D10, is it, or a D6? I keep forgetting. D10, D10 isn't it? Yeah. So Hamp doesn't get any. Spencer gets a luck. Gets like, oh wow, Emery. Ten points for Doctor Watson. Yeah, up to the heady heights of sixty-one luck. Goodness wow. me, you. That's sixty points higher than I started this adventure with. <laughs> it is. <laughs> okay, well, well, Spencer goes up to sixty. You're also on sixty-one. Sixty-one, as, as oh. chance would have it. You're both equally lucky, or unlucky, as the case may be. I'm up to 26. I seem to remember spending quite a bit. Yeah. Yes. Oh, gosh. <laughs> well, let's see what happens, but... Is this the last session, Mr. Goodman? <laughs> you might as well. I, I'm, I'm just worried about you coming to the same building as the rest of us now and dragging the big blackboard down. <laughs> That's true. Get, stay outside. I'll just wait outside, Dr. Emery. But of course, there's been a massive commotion outside. And, and so seeing Nora disappear like that, shocking though it is, there's clearly worse things happening inside because you can hear coming from inside this sort of, I don't know, like a sparking, crackling noise, like electricity sparking from a broken wire. Hamp, can you smell that electric smell? Smell it? Can I smell <laughs> it? Everyone's gone damn crazy. Well, I mean, it's you know, it could be burning. There could be some mechanical malfunction. I smell something. I think it's a it's a wooden pyramid. I mean, you know, a wooden pyramid with fire. I don't think that's terribly good. Yeah, it may not be terribly bad. I don't know. Terribly good, terribly bad. Oh, well, anyway, should I just stay out here? <laughs> Your friends are clearly in peril. You saw them being dragged into this temple about ten oh, minutes ago. That's right. Yeah. Okay. It's all it's all coming back to me now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's up to you whether you go and save your friends. I mean, you know, no pressure. How are you armed there, Rita? Well, I got a handful of four leaf clovers, a couple of rabbit's feet, and some kind of I don't know something that my grandmother gave me. You know, like a little silver boot. Yeah, normally I would say that this is a, a bad idea, but uh, the way things been going, my intuition's sort of failing me, so perhaps you're armed correctly for this encounter. I will stick with my firearm. You mean guns? I got my uh, revolver. I got my revolver. It's all right. It's still here. <laughs> you might want to reload as well. Just, just giving you a little... Uh... That's what she's doing, trying not to get the little Monopoly pieces confused with the bullets. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, though, firing a silver boot. Anyway, while you're fumbling around for your ammunition, let's cut back to the inside of the temple where it seems like things are coming to a head. Lilith Hopkirk, with this look of fanatical intensity in her eyes, is chanting, gesturing to all the cameramen. There, there must be about four or five cameras up on the gantries above you, and they're all being pointed down at you. Now, sorry, you've said we're tied up. I mean, are we tied to something? Are we just trussed up and left on the ground? How's all this working? You've been tied to posts, these strong wooden posts in the middle. Obviously, it's a pretty intense moment, but, you know, Theda, Charles and Otto around you are shouting out. Otto is sort of weeping and praying to got him in himmel you probably got a few moments before anything happens do you want to try anything either of you yeah i want to for a start i want to see whether i can get this fucking gag out of my mouth but most of all i guess at the same time if possible i want to i mean it depends how we're tied to this post i mean is it in such a way that you could potentially wriggle over the top of it or um, i mean they're tall probably right. taller than head height so unlikely okay. but 
your arms have been tied behind your backs with rope and kind of behind the post, if you see what I mean. I want to oh, know okay. if they're square or round. That is the question. <laughs> they are round. They are round posts. Uh, that's they... why I'm seeing them. Round with a nice rounded top. They've been clearly shaped and carved to look appropriate to the setting. Are the doctors likely to get splinters from these posts? If they Quite possibly. Well, Okay. Less likely than that they were square, so he's considerate to them at least. True, yeah. true. So you're going to try and wriggle out of the... Or at least get the gag out of your mouth. That's the main thing. I'm going to see whether by dislocating my jaw would probably be extreme. But any way I can of just working this loose, working ear, getting enough movement with my mouth that I can at least half-arse this incantation. Mm. I guess thinking about it probably the only thing you could probably do is try and sort of turn your head to one side and try and kind of use your shoulder or something to get the gag off but um it will be pretty obvious so i'll tell you what why don't you make a slate of hand (laughs) roll which i'm sure you're terrible at i have 10 points in sleight of hand i like my chances okay go for it let him make a dodge roll. Let him make a dodge roll. <laughs> well, I mean, it doesn't mean you... Well, I mean, you can push it if you want, but pushing on a, on a 10 is... Mm. Or I could spend 58 points out of my 61 points of luck. Well, it's going to be an extreme dexterity roll to do this. <laughs> okay. Just let him do a dodge roll. <laughs> uh, my extreme dexterity chances are slightly higher than my sleight of hand, but no, that's even worse. That's eighty. Uh, yeah, no, that's you haven't even got enough luck to, to get no. that. So, what I'll allow you to do is to keep trying it because yeah, it's more okay. like a question of eventually you might get lucky, but for now you're not able to twist your neck enough. Maybe if you twist your neck a bit harder and really risk doing some damage to yourself maybe next time you can do that so lilith is commanding the cameraman to turn their devices and train them on you all and she cries out we need to capture every angle what's dr Blythe doing yeah and well, milton what are you doing at this point i'm i'm not gagged at this stage no no you are I'm, not I'm, gagged. I'm, I'm, I, I am tied gagged. up i mean i want to do something to disrupt what's occurring here so i'm wondering about whether i should maybe try and introduce a little bit of chaos by maybe trying to if i can get my teeth onto the chain of my amulet try and pull it out up out of my shirt (laughs) i'm not entirely sure what i'm going to do with this but i i I just want to introduce another element for them to deal with i'll tell you what it's going to be the same sort of thing because obviously you know, trying to do it with just your teeth is going to be hard. Mm-hmm. So, so you also need to make an extreme dexterity roll to try and do All right. That. Extreme dex. Now, can you okay. get close? Oh my word! Wow, I got twenty and I rolled a six. <laughs> okay, well, you just need to spend yeah. two luck. I didn't realise you only had 20 dexterity. (laughs) I don't know what it is. Maybe it's like the folds of fat in your triple chin is like... (laughs) I don't know. Maybe the amulet is... You're so porky that the amulet is just resting on one of the folds of fat on your chin. You can't quite get it fully over your... Maybe Spencer can kind of do the coin trick with his chins. (laughs) Just turn it up. Yeah. Yes. Prehensile jowls. So, Mil- <laughs> so Milton, yes, you... Well, i tell you what, you can also make a slate of hand roll to see whether you did this in a subtle way or whether you were seen. You, you managed to do it, but, but you've been seen. Maybe a couple of cultists are, are kind of looking at you and one of them shouts up to Lilith saying, 
this one is trying to disrupt the ritual, mistress. At which point you've got the amulet between your teeth, Milton. What are you going to try and do with it? Well, I, I was kind of hoping that it might be a distraction and just disrupt what's going on. Is it possible that I can sort of look into it while it's in my teeth? I'll say you can do that next round or in a moment. As the cultists are rushing forward, the cameras now exude that oily heat haze shimmering light that you've seen before and it's all surrounding you now and in front of you you see a remarkable sight you see the transparent image of Hawksley Trevelyan appear and he's flickering as if he was a movie projection and he's holding the arm of Isadora Turner also semi-transparent she's just kind of standing there limply looking like any sanity she might have had has just been blasted out of her and Hawksley just pushes her to one side and he looks at you and then he raises his arms up and he says we call on you spirit jackal O great lord of projections master of angles come to us from your endless domain consume this offering that we put before you take their hearts from their chests weigh them if they are heavier than the feather of Ma'at, have them devoured by Amit, the great death, who resides at the scales of justice by the gates to your infinite palace. And as he finishes those words, which we probably don't don't really understand any... Actually, you know what? You can both make an education roll, Milton and Emery. Oh, yeah. Well, now I roll well. <laughs> so, clearly, he's talking about Anubis who uh, shepherds souls to the underworld. And, and you know from your reading that the heart, uh, there's a lot of imagery of Anubis weighing dead people's hearts. And if they weigh less than this feather, the feather of Ma'at, then they go on to the to heaven, I suppose. And if not, they are devoured by the lion-headed goddess Amit. So it seems like they want your hearts. <laughs> I'm still using it, I thought they didn't. <laughs> and as he says those words, the walls of the temple seem to buckle and bend, and everything suddenly snaps into a, a different configuration, as if you were suddenly transported into one of these crazy German expressionistic films. So all the angles are now wrong. They're all skewed. Everything is jagged and sharp, as if you're in a nightmare city of, of angular towers, jagged spears of stone and metal, as if this whole set had been created by a cubist madman. And then coming out of the corners are creatures, terrifying creatures, as angular and demented as the angles of the set that you're looking at, which no longer looks like a set, it looks like a real place. And these jackals or dogs of some kind, but none that you would ever want to stroke. <laughs> They're multi-jawed hinged, twisted, prismatic bodies are like shattered glass and they're covered in this blue ichor that you're so familiar with and they stalk forward. <laughs> yes, yes, Dr. Emery. Wow, a critical sanity roll. I think something very special needs to happen. I don't think I've ever seen that before. Um, but let's get on to you in a minute because Milton, yes, you also need to make a sanity roll. All right, yeah. Wow. Well, you've done well. You've done really well. As these monstrosities stalk forward, Milton, you need to make a roll of D3. It's only a D3. Sanity. D3. Yeah. You've seen enough now. Okay, yeah. so you only lose two sanity. Two sanity. That's, that's just a tickle. Now, Dr. Watson, I think it would be 
silly to give you back sanity for seeing this, but <laughs> but let's say somehow you're I don't know you've made some kind of connection or leap of realization upon seeing these creatures. What could that be? I take it that these creatures are related to whatever shenanigans were going on with temporal space when I was doing that in, in that incantation before. Exactly. That's exactly what these are. And you've known all these weeks, all these, all this time that they are coming for you. Yeah. Uh, it's a bit difficult to do anything at night without actually being able to speak. I guess if I made some kind of connection with them, I want to, as best I can, with my head and my eyes, sort of look around at them with some understanding that you know, I'm, I'm the one who calls them forward, or at least in my mind I am, and then look around at Lilith. The ghostly image of, of Hawksley says, Come forward, jackal ghosts. Come forward and take this offering. We give it to you willingly. Take what you need and give us your power. Allow us to travel to other dimensions, to see your city, O oh masters. But the thing that really suddenly is very apparent as they get closer is that there's this almost unbelievable acrid stench coming off them. It's like the strongest concentrated ammonia, sulfuric acid, rot, decay. It's, it's this awful, awful combination of chemical and organic stench coming off them and it's probable judging by the reaction from Lilith and the cameramen around them that they were perhaps not ready for this because they all start choking some of them are vomiting and Hawksley is looking around surprised and a look of uh, possibly even fear and uncertainty now in his face but and here's where the gag might actually play into your favor Emery because um, you both need to make a, a constitution roll, but I will give Emery a, um, <laughs> a bonus dice on it. So, Milton, make a constitution roll. Or I failed. Do you want to spend some luck on that? Uh, yes, I do, actually. <laughs> okay, Emery didn't even need to. Maybe you like the smell. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's bracing. <laughs> yeah, so you are both, you have a moment now where you can act freely, or as freely as you can, given that you're tied up and gagged. But everyone seems to be vomiting around you and gagging and, like, on their knees, choking, holding their throats. Well, it, it sounds like three-dimensional space is getting a bit weird around us, uh, with all these strange protrusions and angles and so on. Is this affecting the poles to which we're tied? Well, let's have a luck roll. Let's have a, <laughs> let's have a group luck roll between nice. you. Well, you're both 61, so you can... Oh, oh no. Uh, no, Spencer. Oh, no. Milton just spent some oh, just, luck. Yeah. Okay, so, so it is Milton. Yeah, it's all down to you. It's all down to you, Milton. All right. No! No! <laughs> well... If anything, the ropes are getting tighter. Yeah, maybe they've <laughs> twisted over into, like, even more difficult shapes, the poles. But everyone is incapacitated around you, so you can try again to dislodge that gag if you want. You know, seeing as they're here, I don't think I'm going to try that. I think what I'm actually going to try is a spontaneous use of Cthulhu Mythos to see whether I can make... Yeah, I mean, it did sound like I'd made some kind of initial connection with them. I want to see whether I can use that psychic connection to communicate with these creatures. Make a Cthulhu Mythos roll. Of course. You want to spend 33 luck? Yeah. Do I want to do that or do I want to push it on the grounds that something interesting will happen even if I fail? Uh, 
No, I'll spend 33 luck. I think this is a good time to spend 33 luck. Okay, so you spend 33 luck. So describe what reaching out to these things is like, feels like, or is like. Yeah, well, I think, as you've mentioned, three-dimensional space or our perception of, of space and time is beginning to break down around us as these things have turned up and are reshaping the world here. And one of the effects of this is the division between what is Emery and what is the outside world, at least in Emery's perceptions, is breaking down to the extent where there are parts of his consciousness which are now impinging upon these creatures as they're appearing and as, as they've been called towards him, albeit inadvertently. So, somehow your mind reaches out. Well, it's hard to tell that because their forms keep shifting and changing. But there seem to be three of them. <laughs> but sometimes it looks like there's two, and sometimes it looks like there's four. And as you make that connection with them, you're going to have to make a power roll. It's going to be an opposed power roll. Okay, well, that's a, that's a success. An ordinary success. Ordinary success. But you do manage to make a connection, but it's these creatures are very hard to, uh, to understand. You can definitely feel a, a hostility coming off them. And it is directed towards you, but perhaps there's a way of deflecting that. They seem to want something. They've come here for something. But what that is, you're not sure entirely. And as they stride forward, you see some terrible things happening. Their limbs, their jaws seem to just stretch and distend and erupt upwards. And they just casually dragging the cultists, the choking, incapacitated cultists off the gantry, pulling them down and just rending them to pieces in front of you as they stride forward. And Lilith gets up on her knees and through tear-filled eyes, she cries out, no, no, hounds, hounds, back. Leave, leave your worshippers alone. We have brought you the sacrifice. Take them, take them instead. Milton, your amulet. Mm. Yeah, well, in some poorly thought-out attempt to try and gain some control over the situation, I'm hoping that perhaps looking through this thing might introduce some of my own chaos. Mm. So, yeah, I'm trying to get this thing up to my eye. <laughs> yeah, okay. If, if that's at all possible. I'll say that in the chaos, you've managed to sort of just nudge it upwards a bit and pushing your head back as far as you can, you are going to take one point of damage, basically from ricking your neck really, really yeah. badly. <laughs> well, and you're not going to be moving very, very uh, easily afterwards. But you do manage to, by almost dislocating your shoulder and, and twisting your neck into a horrible position, you manage to look through it. And, well, yes, you're, you're seeing some version of, of reality now that you assume no one else is seeing. And you can see these traceries of lines almost like this glowing pathways between these creatures and they lead up to you to the to the four of you they seem to be almost like blue like this blue fluid it's been trailing all this time and trailing from you back to these creatures and maybe maybe if there was some way of breaking those lines of disrupting those lines of clearing away this scent marker this trans-dimensional spore you might be able to put them off your trail but but for now you're stuck and I suppose soiling myself will help put them off the scent. <laughs> I mean, you can do that anyway. Um, it tends to happen in these sorts of situations. It seems to be the only course of action left to me at the moment. <laughs> okay, roll, roll for poop. <laughs> 
Uh, I would say this would be a constitution roll. Because, right. you know, shitting on command... No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. Uh, if you want to do that, it's fine. Whether it will do anything or not, we will leave that for the moment. But I'm... First off, I'm going to roll 2d10 for something quite important. Okay, a four and an eight. So, one of these creatures leaps forward and slashes at Charles Braben with its awful paws and... Well, only does five damage, amazingly. <laughs> Maybe it's toying with him. Takes a huge chunk of flesh out of his breast and he screams in agony. And what you see is that it's not just the wound, but this blue ichor, this incredibly acidic, awful stuff is now smeared across his chest and is eating away into the wound. And his head slumps on his chest. The pain is so intense that he's passed out. You don't know whether he's dead or alive, but he's now motionless, hanging limply on the pillar, and Fader screams out, Charles! Charles! God, no! God, God, no! Please help us! Please help us! And then the other one attacks Emery. Emery, you are tied up. I will allow you a very, very hard dodge attempt to try okay. and avoid these jaws, but clearly you are tied up. So you're going to have two penalty dice on okay. your dodge and the creature leaps forward, just reaches out this huge angular paw and just slashes across your stomach with it and misses. <laughs> oh. I mean, I, it has a 90. Mm. <laughs> Holy crap. I mean, the, the one against Charles was a, was a 93, but it got, got a bonus die. So um, anyway, no, yeah, it misses. <laughs> it misses. Um, however, you are going to have to make a luck roll to see if you get sprayed by any of this blue ichor. I'm sure I'll be fine. <laughs> I've spent all that luck. Oh, God. Well, all right. on, the, on the bright side, that would have been a failure even if I hadn't spent all that luck. So I, I don't feel as bad about it. You don't feel quite as bad. I'll tell you what, though. You make a dodge roll to see whether you can avoid getting the full spray of it. Okay. Again, two penalty dice. No, just one this time. So hit the purple arc if you want penalty dice. Well, you managed to avoid most of it, but some of it does spray up onto your neck and lower jaw. And it is a pain like you've never felt before. You can actually smell your skin dissolving and bubbling around your jaw and neck. And you take three damage. And it's continuing to eat away. You can feel it going down into your muscle. Um, with that spray of caustic chemical across mm. my face, mm -hmm. has any of it burnt into my gag? I think it probably has. And with that, we will just cut back <laughs> <laughs> to Hamp and Rita. You hear screaming echoing down the corridor to the opening to this temple. You can hear the screaming of Theda, of your friends, and, and you hear horrendous sounds coming from inside that, that space. Rita and Hamper are just still reloading. <laughs> you're just gonna stay, just slowly, really, slowly as you can. Really slow process. Sometimes they come across a bullet they're just not sure about. They take it out, replace Hold it. Hold it up. One. Is that? No, that looks a bit. Yeah. Oh shit! That's the wrong way. <laughs> I, I think this is your gun. I'm hearing some screaming here, Reader, and also I'm, I'm starting to <laughs> I'm starting to catch a whiff of something like maybe maybe you're right. There does seem to be a bit of a foul stench in the air. I think it's toilet cleaner. <laughs> no, no. Someone's mixed bleach pneumonia again. I think we need to get in there. Something devilish is going on. I'm just going to press uh, some of my four leaf clovers into his hand, close his hand, <laughs> give him a little nod, and we just run. Let's go. Let's yes. run. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
So you charge down this dark passageway, and up ahead you see a bluish white light that's sparking and you know moving across the space ahead of you. And as you emerge out, you see this incomprehensible scene. Your friends are tied to these posts, and around the room are the torn and shredded bodies of cultists. There's weird projections everywhere. The whole space seems, for want of a better word, non-Euclidean. And it's almost like you're going to have to clamber over these blocks of stone. Um, it's no longer a film set. It's like you're inside some kind of insane temple from the crazed mind of an architectural madman. But this awful sight, these creatures that are lowering over your bound and somewhat gagged friends are terrible to see, so you do both need to make a sanity roll as soon as you enter the space. 40 particularly good because we're armed. Yes. Passed it. You passed. Okay, so you both need to make a a, a roll of d3. So you're going to be okay. Unless you're either of you are near your sanity floor, which I don't think you are. Three. Ooh, you're getting close, Hamp. You do both take a bit of a lurch backwards and cry out involuntarily as you see this terrible sight, but you are also going to have to both make constitution rolls to see whether you can avoid this awful stench. So, Hamp, unless you spend ten luck, you're going to be incapacitated. Uh, I'm going to spend ten luck. i got plenty of luck. I just rolled 91 against 65. That's not good. Can I push it? You could, or you could spend 30-ish luck. Um, no, I don't have that. I'm not, you don't I, have I'm it. not at liberty to do that. <laughs> In that case, <laughs> you can push the roll, but it's going to be... Um, yeah, go for it, if you want. Okay, well, kind of smells like my grandparents' house, to be honest, so it's kind of familiar to me. Best thing to do was just to keep running through, get out into the garden, you know. So I'm just going to keep moving. Whichever way I look at it, it's an 84. Oh, God. All right. (laughs) Well, um, Hamp, you managed to suppress the gag reflex as this horrible, the tendrils of this smell almost physically try and work their way into your nostrils and down your throat. And you push forward and clamber over these strangely angled blocks. But Rita, no, you realise this is not cabbage and potato stew. This is... This is this is like Gran was boiling up Grandpa's underpants. I did find them dead. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> <in our> house. <laughs> was, it, was that the potato famine? <laughs> Tasteless. Anyway, so as you're running forward, you basically start projectile vomiting, <laughs> and then you're gagging, and you're down on your knees, and you're actually choking and suffocating. And you take one point of damage as you inhale your own vomit. <laughs> That's like permanent lung damage. You're, you're going out like Jimmy. It's worse than that blue stuff. <laughs> you're going out like, well, you know, you finally achieve rock star status. You're going to choke okay. on, on your own vomit. And, and roll a d6 for this is how many rounds you're going to be incapacitated for. Four. Four rounds. Oh, God. Well, might all be over by the time you're back on your feet. But Hamp. You manage to push through, and you can see one of these monstrous shapes is just towering now over Emery and looks extremely... It really, really wants to just rip him to shreds. You also see Charles Brabin. Is, you can see his chest is, like, smoking and bubbling from this awful wound. I'm going to take a shot at them's what is uh, menacing over Emery. Mm-hmm. Okay. How far away am I, though? You're pretty close. You're at close range, so you, you will get a bonus die. So you could fire three times. Pistol close? 
Sure. Ten okay. feet or whatever. I don't know what it is. Do you want to fire okay. three times? Okay. So, two of your shots strike home. One of them hits in the sort of chest area. The other hits in the head of this creature. And what you see is not very comforting because the bullets, as they strike home, they don't impact. They seem to almost unfold. Like each molecule of the bullet is somehow being taken to pieces, separated out, almost like the way that Trevelyan disappeared, and they have absolutely no effect on this creature. It does sort of glance towards you with its awful red burning eyes, as if to say that you're going to be next. At that moment, you all hear Otto. His voice is strained and high-pitched, as if he is broken as well. He's finished sort of gagging and choking from the stench, and he lifts his head up and he looks around with this manic glee almost in his eyes and he says yeah yeah this is what i was trying to achieve oh it is wonderful it is wonderful look at the angles look at the shadows look at everything is twisted and warped this is what i was trying to express with my movies (laughs) (laughs) and theda looks over at him and says you fucking madman can't you see this is really happening this isn't a movie at which point Emery your gag dissolves and falls away and you feel a bit of your lip also kind of falling away with it there'll be time to worry about that later if I'm there will there will if I was being really mean, I'd say, given the acid damage, your your vocalizations are not going to be, you know, and the throat, you know, but I'm, I'm not going to I'm not going to be an arsehole about this. You are able to speak. Well, I mean, having deduced that this chant or this spell was designed to attract these things, I'm just desperately, desperately going to try to improvise running it backwards in the hope of sending them away. Fantastic. Let us try it one final time. So the words come out of your mouth, bidden or unbidden, I don't know. I'm going to say, because you're reading it, you're trying to chant it backwards, it's going to take you a moment to try and remember them. Um, so Milton, you saw these trails. Did you try and do anything or say anything? or? Oh, you shat yourself, didn't you? Well, yeah, yeah, I did that. I did that. <laughs> but you... You're aware now that Hamp is behind you and he's firing his guns futilely at this creature. The other one is tearing apart the other cultists. One of them is tearing apart the other cultists. The other one is drooling over Charles and seems to be ready to plunge its horrible jaw into his chest to probably pull out his heart. So I've seen Hamp. You've seen and heard Hamp. And, right. and you can also hear Rita puking in the background. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got one player character vomiting. We've got one player character shitting themselves. And these are not the worst smells in the room. No, that's far worse. <laughs> Plus, we've got another character whose jaw is being eaten away by, by Tindalosian acid. Um, yes. So I think you're in trouble. But, Milton, I'm going to call out, we need to throw these things off the scent. Don't ask me how. I've tried shitting myself. <laughs> Uh, So what you saw through the lens of this amulet was that they're they're almost towing the line of this invisible spore leads up to you. And in fact, you realize that your feet and as you look down, your feet and your legs seem to be covered in this bluish stuff, even though, of course, it's not in your conventional reality. Mm. It seems like all this time you've been marked. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just I'm going to convey this information to the others. We've been marked. We need to, I don't know, 
Has anyone got any sheep dip or something? <laughs> we need to... <laughs> well, you're on a ranch. Well, exactly, <laughs> yeah. Not many sheep out here in the California desert. I mean, I'm, <laughs> but, a, I'm a bit tied up here. I can't really do much. But, Hamp, you hear this calling out. Yeah, I really wanted to kill that crowd. I guess I'm going to... Hamp's going to run over and start trying to free my buddies here. They're both still bound, right? Yeah, they're both tied to these stakes. Yeah. Who is in greater danger? Well, clearly Emery, because this thing is... Um, trying to eat his face? Yeah, trying to eat his face yeah. off, basically. How much I can help with that? I think it's already too late. I mean, it would be... <laughs> it would be next round anyway, uh, but you can tell me what your intention is now. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to head towards Emery and try to free him. Okay. I mean, you can make... You, you stride forward and you get to him just as this creature sort of leans down its huge head and this ammonia stench is coming out of his nostrils covering your face, Emery, and slowly it draws back its lips revealing jagged teeth, rows and rows of jagged teeth. And almost gently it leans down and it's going to try and take a bite out of you. I'm chanting like my life depends on it, which apparently it does. Yes, it does. But first, we will see what happens to Charles. Okay, so next to you, it's almost impossible not to glance over as you hear this cracking, rending, tearing sound. And you see that the beast that was towering over Charles has basically just reached in with its paw, opened up his chest, cracking his rib bones, and has pulled out his heart that is still pulsing and throbbing and spurting blood. And at this point, Fader just passes out from the shock. Now you, Emery. <laughs> uh, this time it will get a bonus dice to the attack. Can I try to swivel out of the way again? <laughs> well, it's a regular success. So I think you just need to make a... Well, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Only ever... I mean, seriously, that that 70 torch is, is, is just... It's like a superpower, it's isn't it? Yeah, it really is. <laughs> so I, th I think slicked by all the fluids that are going around, Emery manages to wriggle on the pole enough. <laughs> <laughs> but you do get sprayed by some more of this fluid as it, as it just oh, kind God. of gnashes at you and blue... <laughs> goo just comes spurting out of its mouth and kind of flicks off its lips in sticky strings of blue saliva. Ooh, you take another four damage. Ooh, can two. I try to dodge that as well? No, because you already dodged. Okay. I mean, if you hadn't oh, dodged, yeah, yeah. You, you'd have I'll taken 2d6, <laughs> which would have probably killed you, I imagine. Uh, okay, well, that, that's taken me down to zero hit point. Because you were chanting, I will let you make one attempt to repel, before you pass out from the incredible <laughs> searing pain from this fluid that is still burning into you, you can make one last attempt to cast this spell. So, okay. you will then need to make a power roll. And you need to make this as good as you can. Yeah. Now, fifteen power isn't my best at. Wow. It's still a hard success. Do you want to make that an extreme? You know, I think under the circumstances, I will. That's going to be ten points of luck. Yeah. As you start to pass into unconsciousness, the pain is absolutely excruciating. You can feel some of your teeth have dissolved from this acid. I only had like three left. <laughs> <laughs> and it's burning into the side of your tongue as well. As It's almost like your the side of your face is just melting and, and your jaw is kind of... Cheek and tongue are all just kind of flowing into each other. But you somehow managed to get these words out. And yes, 
you succeed with your extreme role. You have somehow overcome this, well, I suppose it's this hunting frenzy of these creatures. And as your last remnants of consciousness depart, what are you going to try and get them to do? Fuck off home. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, maybe not quite phrase it like that when I'm trying to impose my will on them, but yeah, you know, it does basically boil down to, please go away, you are no longer required. Please go away, you're no longer required. And you realise that with your last fleeting fragment of consciousness that they are going to need to take someone back with them. And who oh, yeah, I mean, they're perfectly be? welcome to Lilith Hopkins. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And then the bliss of unconsciousness overcomes you, Emery, because the pain, you can actually feel your life now ebbing away, Emery. And that's the last thing you know. For the moment, at least. But you have slumped down. You're hanging limply on your post. Hamp, you've got to Emery. You can see this this acid is, is eating into his face and neck. What have the creatures done after this spell has been cast? Yes, yeah, so that's probably more important. And the, the one that, that extracted Brabin's heart just basically consumes it, and then it turns and bounds off into the back of the temple. The one lurching forwards over Emery just seems to lose its interest in him and then turns its burning eyes towards Lilith who screams in terror and they seem to be retreating and they seem to have a new target in mind. I'm trying to think back to my Boy Scout training here. It seems to be no, there's something you're supposed to do when someone's getting their face and neck acid. I think you're supposed to pee on it. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I fucking hell, I was waiting for that. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, we've had every other bodily fluid flying around. Why not piss? Let's let's go for the trifecta. Are we going to do this? I mean, we have had. This is just a callback to the sorry enigma, basically. <laughs> no, I, I don't think I don't think that's correct. It occurs to me that's probably that has something to do with jellyfish or something. He needs medical attention immediately. I'm going to untie him, and uh, then I'll, with as much time as I got left, I'll untie Milton as well, try to get these fellas out of here. Okay, well, look, you can see that Emery is in real trouble. You're going to have to try and use first aid on him. He's dying, actually. Well, let me roll and see if PM was the right thing to do. By the way, I haven't actually taken a major wound. I've taken three wounds that are less than major wounds, but... That is true, but if you go so, down to zero, the trouble is the acid is still eating away at your is face. Is this a first aid roll? Yeah, this is a first aid roll. I'm going to push it, uh, and I will pee on it. <laughs> well, 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 you could spend luck. That's your other option. It's a lot of luck. It is a lot of luck. I mean, it's up to you. You're slowly unzipping your pants. I got luck for it. Emery always knew the last thing he would see would be someone unzipping his fly. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll spend the luck. I'd rather it be automatic. Luckily, you passed out before... <laughs> I we saw this. And I picturing him drifting in and out of consciousness, just hearing that zip going down. <laughs> it, it was it was always coming to this. And and Hamp, at the last minute, you realise that P is for jellyfish stings, not for <laughs> Hound of Tinderless Ichor. And perhaps you just scoop up some of the earth dirt floor and you just kind of throw it all over him and, and scrape off as much of this awful substance as possible. Was it china or porcelain or whatever that, that it didn't react against? What was it? It was glass, yeah. It was glass. So, I mean, if so if this is a sandy floor... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seemed <laughs> quite Are you trying to rules lawyer me out into killing Emery now? <laughs> <laughs> it's obviously, I mean, it's fair enough. No, no, because it's, it, I said it's dirt. It's a dirt floor. 
No, no, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying you could use it to scrape it out. Yeah, but, you know, you know, like an exfoliator. <laughs> oh yeah, like a scrub. That's just what you yeah. want when half your yeah. face has yeah. been eaten away. <laughs> Let's not overlook the fact that the, the piss was not completely ineffective. It still helped wash it. <laughs> Hang on, I thought we decided you weren't gonna. I mean, it's up to you. You can, we can, we can make this canon if you want. Did you or did you not piss on Emery's face? I think we should let listeners choose. Leave it open. No, no, t- t- just put out a Twitter poll, Andy. Yeah. Do you, <laughs> do you, do you want, do you want S- Scott Dorwood to be pissed on? That's yeah. the- <laughs> I think we all know the answer to that. <laughs> and how many votes are you going to get from Paul Fricker? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know, Ham. Maybe it was Rita's lucky four-leaf clover that she pressed into your hand. But that frantic action of dumping the handfuls of dirt onto Emma's face and then trying to scrape away as much of this stuff as possible. It stabilises him. You can hear his rasping breathing and his chest is, is going up and down. Uh, he's going to need some serious medical attention, but he lives. In, in the intensity of the moment, you didn't realise that, that your fingertips have all burnt away and you also... Wow, you take six damage. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> you, you took more damage trying to save me than I took from any single attack. <laughs> and what I'm going to say, actually, six damage, that's a major wound, isn't it? How many hit points have you got? How many um, fingers have you got? Uh, <laughs> not as many as when he started. Thirteen? Uh, oh, no, it's not a major wound. You, <laughs> you just managed to avoid getting a major wound, but okay. I would say your fingertips are... I mean, in fact, the ends of your fingers are burnt away. You can actually see the bones poking out of the ends and blood running down your hands. But your bravery has saved your friend, Emery. That's what I get for spending my luck. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that. That's the most give up first aid attempt ever. Like he's, he goes in, he's like, oh, what's wrong here? What's wrong? I, I don't know. Just put dirt on it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Emery's probably going to die from the infection uh, later. <laughs> but for now, you've saved him. And then you hear and see terrible things behind you. You hear Lilith shrieking as two of these creatures converge on her and just grab her, twisting her into some awful shape. And then the room starts to unfold in front of your eyes and then everything somehow returns to normal, except for all the dismembered corpses around you and Charles Brabin uh, split open on a post next to you and Emery with half his face eaten away. And then the final thing you hear behind you is is Rita vomiting copiously. <laughs> so, a few minutes later, perhaps you're out of that foul-smelling place, sitting on the desert floor looking up at the stars. The unconscious body of Emery lies in front of you. Milton, who whose pants are a little bit heavier than they were at the beginning of the day. <laughs> Rita, you've 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 recovered. The price has been heavy. Yeah. I was just gonna say, I believe I may still be wearing a cowboy outfit, so I haven't actually soiled my own trousers. <laughs> you did it like Deke. <laughs> Can we finish this wonderful scenario with a, a little scene then, with all of you sitting outside this temple, as in fact the whole place seems to be just collapsing behind you. The structure integrity has been completely destroyed and you hear these crashing sounds. Obviously, you've rescued Theda. Otto Totleben is a gibbering wreck. He's just kind of crawling around in the desert, screaming about the angles, the angles. And Theda is just sitting there with a thousand-yard stare. You have the body of Charles covered up by a tarpaulin in front of you. So how would you like to 
finish this uh, scenario, gentlemen and ladies. Uh, so where are we sitting? Kind of on a sort of yeah, on a little maybe on a little rise, looking out as the mm, sun starts nice, to nice. rise in the over the desert. Nice spot for a picnic. <laughs> Let's say Emery is, is conscious again now, but um, very raspy. You've got mud caked on your wound that has staunched the bleeding. Does anyone, uh, uh, does anyone smell urine coming from somewhere? <laughs> Doc, there's all kinds of strange smells today. I wouldn't worry so much about yes, it. Yes, yes, um, clearly, clearly. Rita's kind of mildly nursing Hamp's stumpy fingers, and uh, she says... Um, I don't think there's too much debate anymore about who's the best pilot. No, no, maybe not. Maybe not. I might even be a better shot than you now, too. (laughs) Yeah, could damn well be, Reader. I don't know. Just kind of a defeating day all around, don't you think? Don't scratch your eyes. You guys want to get out of here? Does sound like a rather good idea, but I may need a little help in getting around. I'll bring the plane over. Ah, yes, yes, that's, that's a good idea, yes. Can Milton be under the delusion that actually it was him shitting himself that turned the course of events? <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Uh, uh, so tell me, Dr. Blythe, when, when you went into academia, did you ever think that it would turn out to be like this? <laughs> <laughs> Not in a million years. It's amazing how we always end up with, with scatological... Yeah, it's just, no, there's no other end. And Rita, you bring the biplane round, the walking wounded, I guess everyone gets onto the plane, and you take off and head back towards, well, I guess the nearest city is Los Angeles, so maybe you want to go to a hospital or something. Yes. (laughs) That sounds like a capital idea. And you head back, and, and one thing, I'll just add a final coda, because after half an hour of flying, Milton, you, you can't help but look through the window of the of the plane and i suppose you also can't really resist now looking through the amulet through the um aperture in the amulet and you see coming off the plane in a long streak heading back from the tail it's a long streak of bluish glow (laughs) which well Maybe that'll come back to haunt you at some point in the future. But for now, <laughs> but for now, we we have ended Ghost Jackal Kill. My God, <laughs> wonderful! All, all seven pages of it. <laughs> well, I I had to say I have had the most fun with this one of all of them. It's been oh, it's been marvelous. I've really enjoyed it. It's been uh, just crazy and weird and. Um... <laughs> Thinking about the physics of that. If I've got a bit of a, an overbite, perhaps, or a curious overbite. You could tip your head back and let it roll into your eye. Flip it onto my eye like a, <laughs> yeah, like Patrick Moore. Just using your tongue, you can like, yeah. Um, depends how long your tongue is. I'm pretty sure this is how Michael Hutchins died. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. That's going to get cut. Um, <laughs> so... <laughs> Although if TJ was still editing, he would take that bit out and put it at the end as the coda. But um, this is true. Yeah, yeah, he would have made a you know edit point. Um, uh, so 